This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone. Hope you're well. Before we get started, this podcast, or monologue as it's going to become, is not about football. Well, it is, but very loosely. So I totally get it if you want to switch off and rejoin us tomorrow when we record the proper show. The next however long it takes me to talk will also be quite triggering and maybe upsetting for some people. So again, if you want to turn off, that's fine too. I've written out what I want to say because I think if I'd have turned the microphone on and just rambled, I don't think I'd have got through it. I wouldn't have finished recording it and you guys certainly wouldn't be listening to it. So from here on in, it may feel a little bit like I'm reading from a piece of paper. That's because I am. I've typed out what I want to say. So here goes. There may be some stutters, some staggers. I might have to repeat myself a few times. I'm not going to edit this. It's going to be... One take, one raw recording about something which we need to talk about. So today is Mental Health Awareness Day, World Mental Health Awareness Day, a day where people shout up and talk more openly about their mental health. Some do it just to tick a box and say they've done it, jumping on the trend if you like. Others do it because they've got a story to tell and genuinely hope that they can be of help to people. I hope that this, right now, is going to be the latter which can sometimes be, ironically, part of my problem. I don't quite know where to begin with this, to be honest, because there's a voice in my head that's saying, you're only doing this because it's about you. You're arrogant and have to turn everything on you. It's not Mansfield Matters, it's Craig Matters. I don't quite know why he sounds like that, but you get the point. And then there's the other, quieter part of me, that's finally accepting that it's okay to actually share something It's okay to share some of those personal details because it might stop one person from doing the unthinkable. It might save their life. If this can help one person, then that annoying voice of doubt, that irritating fucking arsehole that's been plaguing me for years can go and fuck right off. So, here it is. Historically in my life, like everyone at some point, I've had my struggles. But over the past two and a bit years, that's got stronger harder to deal with and has led me to realising that I'm suffering with depression and various other things and I've accepted that it's time to seek help. That's why I'm here doing this. It's truly humbling when people come up to me and say how much they enjoy the podcast, how much they look forward to it each week and not necessarily because of the content or the results 
but as a focal point for their week, something to aim for, to take them away from whatever it is, big or small, that they may be dealing with in their lives. COVID was a prime example of isolating people and really getting in people's heads. But parking the pandemic side of it for a minute, there are still so many isolated people out there and they see this as a clutch, their light, whatever it may be. And yeah, that is heartwarming and inspiring to me. We'll never stop being that. But with any form of content where people can watch, listen, read, interact, whatever, it does bring with it a pressure. It puts you, as the person who hosts it, as or even is involved in it, actually, at the very heart of it. And sometimes you feel like you have to perform. I guess almost like a footballer, which is fine when it's your passion, the love and desire for a project which has kept you going for so many years and what keeps you doing it. But it's time for me to be totally honest now. That whole thing of having to perform, having to do it for other people maybe and whatever has become part of my problem. Now, I'm not for a second saying that it's going to stop. Definitely not. But I've been worried that for a while people may have picked upon a change in tone from me. A bitter source, if you like, on my usual pessimism, maybe. Or, and this has actually happened quite recently, noticing that I'm actually not there anymore and questioning if Mansfield really does matter. They're right. I'm not there as often. I've been to all the home games this season, but only actually attended the trips to Crewe, Accrington and Sheffield Wednesday so far. Why? Well, because honestly, 99% of the time last season's away games, I felt numb. I felt broken and in not addressing not addressing the reasoning behind it, that's caused my life generally to spiral out of control. It's reignited an angry side in me, cost me a job that I really enjoy doing, which subsequently has then crippled me financially, and subsequently has really tested my relationships with people. Why? Well, because I bottled up my feelings and carried on regardless, hoping that in doing the podcast and pleasing others in doing the podcast, that would slap me out of it and knock some sense into me. Um, and that's not really been the case, really. To be honest, it's made it worse. It's added a little bit of fuel to the fire. The reasoning behind that numbness, that loss, that emptiness, was because I didn't move on and refocus after 103 lost the commentary gig after Wembley. Now, that's nobody's fault. It's business and it happens. And there's, there's no blame on anybody whatsoever. It is what it is. But that work was my everything. That part of my life was my everything. It was what got me out of bed in the morning. It was what got the blood pumping through my veins. It was the zip and energy which I needed to get through. It came completely out of the blue and it supported me through a treacherous time in a working environment where I was made to feel so small that I actually genuinely considered suicide. Fuck. I've actually said that. It was my distraction, the commentary. Radio had rescued me when I was 18 and had no clue about my life and what I wanted to do. I'd been through so much at that point, which <laughs> it's not for here to talk about. Um, and to be fair, you don't want to listen to it, so I'm not going to tell you about it. Um, 
but it rescued me and it gave me a direction. And years later, when through depression, through not opening up, through not confronting what I'd been through previously, come on, I pushed away my best friend and partner by staying silent. She was my world. And losing her was my own fault and became tough. It became a tough life to live. And then when radio came up, it rescued me again. It was my comfort blanket. It was the euphoria um, of being something. And then, again, going back to when I did the commentary a couple of seasons ago now, I had a partner. I still am with that partner. Um, she's great. But I was going through that job time in my life where my career had moved on, but I'd made some bad choices and got into an environment where, like I said, felt like shit every day. I felt so small, alone, isolated. In this place in Nottingham, where there's a canal, that I would drive past every day. I would think about stopping and, well, you fill in the rest. So when radio came around and the commentary gig came and all of this was going along on the Monday to Friday, Saturdays became my comfort blanket. It gave me energy. I became a person who people opted to listen to. The euphoria of the results, of course, helped. I was the one who could paint this beautiful picture of a club and a town on the up. The one that maybe made people feel better about their lives and gave people what I lacked, hope. I was the one who for a couple of hours a week could transport them to another place. Well, maybe that was just me. Maybe it was transporting me for another place. And that's why it hurt. It became my escape, my bubble of hope that made me realise that I wasn't the useless piece of shit that so many people previously in my life had made me feel like, that I was feeling at, at, at the time. The one who couldn't provide, the one who was spiralling into debt, the one who was, when it went silent, out of control. The truth is, I wasn't ready for all of that to be taken away. Now, I knew that that was going to happen eventually. I knew it was coming. Christ's sake, I was actually only supposed to cover one game. And I think I'd set my head up for that. I ended up doing the majority of the season. And in doing so, I actually helped this podcast to grow and become more accessible and open than it ever had been before. We had commentary highlights, interviews with managers, players. We had a different flavour to it. And it became something which people, which grew and attracted more people to it. And in doing that, it becomes more people's clutch, more people's light, more people's escape. So obviously when that was a taken away, I knew that that side of it couldn't be there, but people relied on it. And in truth, last season went by in a blur. The home games I got used to again. But the away games, nah, I just couldn't do it. I missed the routine of being in the press box. I missed the buzz of linking up with you guys and knowing that people were in the cars, driving around town, sat in the living rooms, sat in the garages, whatever, with the radio on, 
sampling in the atmosphere through me and through Lee, who was my co-commentator, who was brilliant, brilliant guy, who I'm sure won't mind me saying was obviously going through a, a tough time himself. We both really bonded and, and grew off each other. And I think that's what really made us special. So for that not to be there, me knowing that that wasn't there and people were at home thinking what's happened or, or what's going off was difficult. And obviously some people didn't know and people would put on social media and tag me into posts or send me messages. And the truth was for every post I got tagged in, for every message that I got, that chipped away at me a little bit more and really did start to heal. It was like picking a scab. It was always coming back to bleed and it didn't really go away. And what tipped me over the edge with that was, and this isn't whoever asked me the question's fault, by the way. It, it's by the by. It was just a passing question, a conversation. But it was at crew. We won 2-1 by scoring twice in the last five minutes. You may remember it. And someone said to me as I got back on the bus, as soon as I got back on the bus, obviously euphoric, really, really pumped up, really, really enjoying it. They said, I bet you'd have loved to have commented on that, wouldn't you, Craig? They weren't fucking wrong. But to be honest, as a fan, someone in the stand, whilst everyone around me was so euphoric and enjoying the moment, I felt no emotion whatsoever. And as moments like that happened throughout the rest of the season, that didn't change. In fact, it got worse. The people around me, who were around me, who obviously took me into their group and became friends with them and and all of that, they provided distract, some distraction. And I'll always be forever grateful to them for being there. But I did know that deep within me that something wasn't right. The fire had stopped burning for watching Mansfield Town FC. But we still had this to do every week. And consequently, I became resentful in my comments and bitter maybe even abuse my position of as host, really. I think I tried to deflect my anger and hurt through my comments, tried to be funny with it, tried to be dry, tried to maybe have that dark humour. But that's wrong. What I should have been was balanced. What I should have been was opening up the conversation. And each week I would finish the podcast. I would spot one or two comments, maybe, I never listened to it back. I never have, never will. But I think I knew at the time I could sort of sense myself, the anxiety and worry growing inside me, tapping on the desk, taking a drink, coming on late, naming the show certain things, saying certain things. And that's why when February came around, when I actually did manage to get myself a full-time job again and something to focus on, I decided to walk away. I didn't just miss a few shows like I've written on this piece of paper. I fully decided to walk away. I'd had enough. But. Yeah. It would have felt wrong to just stop. And like that voice that I mentioned earlier, that one that it's all about you. If I'd have just said and come out at the time and sort of had this conversation and said yeah I, I, I'm not enjoying it anymore and, and this is why I feel like that voice well I know that voice was inside me going well you're just making it about you 
So I needed to find a way to continue the show going and see if it could, it could grow and carry on without me, which, to be fair, it did. I'll be honest, I didn't actually miss being on the show. Um, circumstances with other people's availability and maybe what even they were going through in their lives at the time as well sort of meant that the show had... It worked for one or two weeks. People were able to fill in and, and do whatever. But actually the show couldn't continue its thing of being there week in, week out. It would have ended up becoming once every two, three weeks. And I don't think that was fair. And I couldn't allow that to happen. Well, that, aren't you contradicting yourself there, Craig? Maybe a little bit, but also not. I couldn't hand it over to someone else. I couldn't let the show stop. Because if it ever stopped fully, it would be my fault. This is a thing which we've built up over seven years, which people have come to rely on, relate to, and for whatever reason that is, look forward to every single week. It's part of their week. And if that wouldn't be there, the weight of guilt on that not being there, all of those dark thoughts which go through my head at stupid o'clock in the morning or let's say 20 to 4 in the afternoon, well... The weight of that and the guilt of that, it's not worth speaking about. So I needed to find a different way. And this season I made a choice. I made a choice to only go to select away games because it was the away games which were causing me the pain. I decided to go to grounds I've not been to for a few seasons, you know, the ones that have come up and down, obviously. And then sprinkle that in with the few that I like going to. But then another voice appears. You know, the voice that says, well... If you're not going, you're not a fan. And you're hosting a podcast week in, week out, but you're not going, so that makes you a fake. It's just about you. How can you comment about a game when you've not actually watched it there, when you've not seen the perspective and, and all of that? And that voice does actually exist, by the way. It exists in the form of real people. Because I've read social media comments, people have actually said it to my face and sent me certain things. But I don't care about that because it's all about opinions. I'm thick-skinned enough to know that for every one person that says that, there's two that don't think that. And it balances itself out. It swings and roundabouts. I care about the people that do listen to this show and look at it as a place for them to be and something to focus on each week. And I don't want to let you down. You've joined us on this journey from the origins of the pod, and you deserve to know what's been going on and maybe even understand why things maybe have felt a tad different or why I've been a bit of different towards you. Some people might have come up to me and wanted to have conversations and I've been quite abrupt and blunt and I feel bad for that after it's happened but it's because I know that I'll say something that I regret and sometimes walking away is the biggest thing to do or the easiest thing to do for you in your own head. And what I'm trying to say more generally is that people do ju judge others in an instant without really know what's going on in their lives. People live for years bottling things up, bottling everything up and not saying a word, slowly dying inside, letting their anxieties, worries, fears kill the things that they value the most. And to be honest, I'm absolutely sick of it in me. I'm sick of that being me. I'm sick of watching the things that I've that I care about 
die. I'm sick of losing those things. And that's why I'm at where I'm at with my personal journey. And that's why I wanted to do this. I wanted to say to those that this may have resonated with that you're not alone. There are several places out there for help for free. I've always worried about getting help, seeking therapy, looking for a diagnosis, maybe because of the cost, the strain on those more needing than me, or even the judgment that that brings. If you say you're depressed, people automatically treat you in a different way, and that's not what I want. But I needn't have had those fears about cost or therapy being a bad thing or it being a weak thing in a person because actually speaking out and getting help has helped me tremendously already in the last two weeks at a point in my life where I've lost a job through my anger, through the way that I react to things, through the way that I take things on board, a general job that is. And I've also walked away from a job because it's not the right environment for me. And obviously that has knock-on effects. But I've realised that in order to be a better version of myself, I need to speak out and get help. I've not been diagnosed. I've not had a therapy session yet, but I've set the wheels in motion because I know that it's the right thing to do for me. And on World Mental Health Day today, I've seen so many people be brave and talk about their own journeys. Um a few podcasters actually in, in League Two that have uh, done similar things. A few people from the TV on different TV shows that I watch and look up to have spoken about their journeys. And I always think about footballers, the fact that they've got all of this pressure on them to perform and to get results. And they have fans screaming at them and saying stuff on social media and, and whatever and really getting at them. And they're just human beings and it is just a game at the end of the day. So, like I said, I wanted to say to those that it's resonated with that you're not alone and that it's not weak to seek help and to speak out about it. Being the best version of yourself is is something that you need to be. It's what you deserve to be. And speaking out is the first step to being the best you. Now, on the flip side of that, there are also others that are fine. They've got a great lot in life and perhaps maybe don't even understand the struggles and strains that depression brings and that is also fine they may however have friends families members colleagues etc who they've noticed a change in and as the great Ted Lasso said be curious not judgmental that person who may snap at you that may be short and abrupt or who doesn't want to come to the pub anymore who doesn't want to come to football on an away game or doesn't want to come around for dinner or or whatever there might be something deeper going on in their lives and they're bottling it up because most people who are going through things in life don't understand actually what it is that they're going through. They can't bring themselves to speak about it. They can't bring themselves to be open enough to say, I need help. They can't bring themselves to get the words out to speak. I've tried to do this podcast on World Mental Health Day for the past six, seven years. We've brought it up sometimes in conversation when we've been live, when I've had the boys around me, the panel around me and you guys watching. But those fears and anxieties are coming across as weak and crying in public. I think 
this isn't what people want to hear. This isn't what people want to see. People just want us to talk about how crap our striker is in front of goal, how playing a centre-forward at centre-half isn't the right answer, how playing three at the back cripples us, or whatever it is that may be going on on the pitch at the time. They want to hear about that, not about me and my fears, and not about mental health or anything to do with that. But the truth is, this podcast was set up to be a support group for other people. It was set up at a time where I wasn't coming to football for a while. I was working as a producer at the radio station, producing the matchday coverage, ironically, so wasn't going, and I wanted to get back to it. But I was fearful of going back to it because I didn't have anyone to go with because previously I'd gone with my best friend, who is obviously my partner at the time, who is now my ex, who I am now good friends with because I've had the courage to speak to and tell her what was going on. But at the time I wasn't. I pushed myself to go to a pre-season friendly and knew Nathan, who, of course, as you know, is registered blind. And it was quite early in his blind journey at the time. And I think he was struggling and he wanted something to focus on. So we decided between us to start a podcast and then Cam joined us and we found another guy, Mark, who left us after maybe a couple of months or so and set up his own thing. And it was obvious he had things going on and didn't talk to us about it. And we've chatted since and we, we wish him well. And other people have come on board since and it's grown and grown and grown. And it's become as much of a therapy thing for us. Therapy is probably the wrong word, but it's become as much of a platform for us to get together and distract ourselves as it has for you. And that's such a fucking great feeling. It really is. But at the same time, speaking and having something to speak about is the best thing you can do. And it doesn't necessarily have to be as directors. Um, you've not, hey, up, mate, I've noticed you've not come to the pub for a couple of weeks. Is everything all right? It doesn't have to be as direct as that. Because people, actually sometimes saying that to people, that will just cause the shutters to come crashing down even further. But having conversations about football or what your favourite biscuit is, for example, something a little bit silly can spark a conversation. Conversation starters are great because conversation is the most important thing. Speaking is the best thing you can do. A phone call here, a text message there about the most random thing in the world can make the biggest difference. One moment in time can reshape an entire future. To that voice in my head now, that has nothing left to read on this piece of paper. Shut the fuck up for a minute. Because yes, this bit's a little bit about me, but it needs to be to make a point. On the 29th of September, 2009, Mansfield played Barrow away. And that morning, I woke up and I didn't want to live anymore. I was 17, 18. I had no income, no job prospects, no qualifications, barely any friends, and no direction in life. But through people who were my friends, even though my head told me they weren't, and their encouragement. And through a common interest, I went to a football game. And that night, I was introduced to a man called Tony Delahunty, who gave me a chance, pulled me over a wall as fan in the stand, and noticed something in me. And from that one point in time, the entire course of my life changed. 
it's not been the smoothest course. It's had more ups and downs than the Blackpool roller coaster. I was going to do the old gag about the prostitutes, but I'll keep it clean. And to be honest, looking back, that has shaped absolutely everything about who I am as a person today, what I enjoy doing, the skill sets that I have. And it's not just been once that he's picked me up and given me those opportunities. And I just want, even though we'll never listen to this, might get back to him, who knows. I just want to say thank you. And I want to encourage other people out there who see, who have friends, who have common interests, to gently encourage them, to take the time to understand what mental health is, to take the time to learn about processes and ways which you can bring people out of the shell and make them feel loved, to give them a little chink of light in their world which may be full of darkness. People make this world go round. The right people make it go round. We can be the difference to each other. We can be the ones who change the course of people's life. I would rather spend an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is, having a deep, meaning conversation with somebody than attend your funeral. So to whoever needs to hear this right now, you're not alone. To whoever may be thinking, actually, shit, that resonates with the behaviour patterns of X, Y, and Z. Pick up a phone, make a phone call, send a text message, and have conversations. I wanted to share this today because, like I said earlier, you guys have really helped this podcast grow, and you've given us a reason to keep doing it every week, and it's like that cycle. Having you there has given us the drive to do it, and us doing it has given other people something to look forward to. It's the circle of life. Don't sue me, Disney, or Elton John. It's the thing which connects us all. It's the thing, that little bit of DNA which is parallel within all of us. And that is such a powerful thing. I have become conscious in myself, my own head that my waning enthusiasm, my lack of burning fire may impact the show. And I'm working hard on not letting it do that. And so far this season, I can honestly say that not going to some away games has helped me do it. It's helped me do other things in life and have the other the time where I'd spend travelling to said games to do it, to do other things, to follow other projects and find other passions and clear my head and start working on a better me. I don't think it's impact on impacted on the show too much. But I just wanted to silence those doubters. I wanted to silence those little voices who say, you're fake, you're this, you're that, you don't care. Mansfield doesn't matter. Mansfield will always matter. That's why it's called Mansfield Matters. Mental health will always matter. And I think together we can all help one another. I have no idea how to end this now because... The bit of paper that I wrote 
on the Word document that I typed out. I finished reading that about 10 minutes ago. I've been waffling. Um, if you're listening to this, it means that I've had the courage to stop this recording, press save, and share it on our podcast network. I really do appreciate all of your support. Those who have sent messages or whatever saying how much they enjoy the podcast or whatever it may be, that will never not be appreciated. And like I said at the top of this monologue, it's not about me. This is not me asking for help. I'm getting help. I'm at the start of my journey. This is part of my journey to to get help and to be a better me. I don't want sympathy. I don't want people to look at me in a different way or treat me in a different way. I'm doing this to help others that might need it. And if you do need help, there are so many services that can help. Mansfield Town Community Trust, for example, have footballing sessions on where you can get out and go and meet new people. Do go and check out their brand new website. They're doing a lot of stuff and they're doing a lot of stuff about mental health, which fills me with immense joy and immense pride. But there are also, you know, more organisations out there that do specialise in this. For example, you can call Mind. They're open 9am till 6pm weekdays. You can call them on 0300 123 You can call the Campaign Against Living Miserably or CALM. They're open in the evenings, 5pm till midnight, every day. 0800 58 58 58. Or if you're in Wales, they're all, this is a service that's always open. 0800 132 737. If you're under the age of 25, there's a service called The Mix, open 4pm to 11pm weekdays, 0808 808 4994. Or, because you never know when mental health may hit, you you may never know. It doesn't have a time. It can creep upon you whenever. You can always call the Samaritans 24-7. On double one six one two three. That's double one six one two three. And if you ever need a chat, if you ever want a conversation and you feel like you want that conversation with us because you trust us, we're a voice that you know and uh, and can resonate to, then that is absolutely fine too. Our DMs are always open. You can always reach out to us. Why? Because Mansfield matters, mental health matters, and life is for living. And you have a life worth living too. You are worthy of that life. Thank you for taking the last 35 minutes or so to listen to this monologue, which may have been triggering for a few of you. I apologise if it is. I apologise if it's upset you. Um, I've not told anyone that I'm going to do this, so it will come as a complete surprise. I'm just literally going to put it out, put a post on social media about why I've done it, um, and that's it. Um, Maybe see some of you at the Doncaster game tonight, um, if you're listening to this before then, obviously. Um, 
We'll see you in the normal podcast at all the usual times. Follow us on social media. And yeah, I, I don't know what else there, there is to say, really, other than speak out because it will be the best thing that you can do. Thanks for listening. And thanks for always being there. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.